today's episode, I'll be talking about how God's grace is really sufficient, how truly is really enough. And we can go ahead, get right into it. So many times um, we may pray and ask the Lord for certain things. And it's like, oh man, we're really praying, really praying, really praying, we really want it. Um, And then once we receive it, it's like, ooh, all right, this, I wanted it. <laughs> this is a lot, though. It kind of reminds me of that old time saying, uh, be careful what you pray for or something like that. And um, that's true in a sense. But um, to me, be careful what you pray for kind of steers. In my mind, it steers people away from praying for things. But really, uh, for me, what I take out of that, just really um, when you're praying and asking the Lord for certain things, knowing that if he gives it to you, he truly will provide you with the grace to sustain that thing. And I really didn't, I guess, realize or recognize that, you know, Um, like I've shared in the prior episodes, you know, I was five years old and I just you know, had this prayer, this desire in my heart to be married to a saved husband. I wanted to be saved and I wanted to be a mother and I just wanted these different things. And the Lord really, um, really heard my prayer. He heard my heart and he honored that and he blessed me with it. But uh, just my journey and my experience of actually receiving it was something different. And, you know, it was really cute and beautiful on social media, my Facebook posts. But in real life, um, I was drowning. So, um, two months before James and I married, um, uh, we ended up leaving our prior church, the church we met at. And that was very bittersweet for me. Um... Because I had so much history there. I had been there since I was um, in eighth grade. So, and I, what, I left in my 20s. So, it was just, it was bittersweet. But I was like, okay, well, I'm going to follow my husband. I'm not going to stay here and he's somewhere else. And, you know, I know some people do that. But I just, I just didn't want to do that. Um... And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go where he go. And I knew where he would go, you know, would be where the Lord was leading him. And, you know, I trusted my husband, but it was still scary. You know, I was still nervous. And and then my prior church, you know, that's pretty much all I really knew. And uh, so I left. And like I said, it was bittersweet. So I was like, okay, well, we're going to a new uh 
church together and we'll make, you know, new memories and experience just different things together and meet new people. And we were going to renew where we knew the pastors, but, um, you know, and I, and where we ended up, I knew, you know, the members, but I just didn't have like those deep relationships. It's so funny. One of, um, the ladies, um, that I'm talking about, I really didn't know her and she was kind of in her own little world doing her thing, which she should have been right. Um, now she's one of my dearest friends. Like she's my sister and like, that's my road dog. But I, I remember telling uh, one of my best friends, like, yeah, you know, she, I don't think we'll bond. She's kind of in a different space. You know, you know who you are. You know who I'm talking about. And, <laughs> you know, she, she was a grown woman. I was just starting out my life. You know, I was this younger daughter. And she had already been in the game for a minute, married, two kids. And I'm just like, yeah, we're not going to bond. I don't think we have anything to bond over. But God would have a soul where we would become very, very close. And she is my big sister, and I really look up to her. But um, so but anyway, the transition to the church was bittersweet. And just it was just different. I mean, it was different. It's a smaller uh, church. It was just different. And it was, it was a little bit challenging. It was. And um, so that was the first, you know, that was two months before we got married. So, you know, we married. It was good. I moved out of my mom's house that same day. I, like, packed all my stuff the week prior before the wedding. Put it in the house, packed the suitcase, took that suitcase, uh, kept that suitcase with me at my mom's house um, because literally that day of the wedding, I was not coming back. So, um, but I didn't realize I was happy to go. Like, I was ready. I'm like, I've been with you since I've been born. You know, I left for college uh, for, I was in college for five years. So I left for five years. Um, but I was home for every holiday. Like that was my place. So to really leave, I was excited. I'm like, I'm ready to get up out of here. You know, some of my other friends had already moved on their own single or married. Um, so it was just like, it's my time. Yes. Um, but I really didn't know the impact of leaving home. Like, that impact it would have on me. And like marriage was great. Like it wasn't nothing like, oh Lord, who did I marry? It wasn't none of that. Like he was good. I think the only thing that really irritated me about him was, um, what was something else that really irritated me? He played that game a little too hard. Um, but, uh, thank God he don't play that thing. No, but, um, he would put his t-shirt on my coffee table. And that really irritated me. It was like, wow, you could just put it in the room in the laundry basket. But yeah, okay, praise God. But that really irritated me. But it was nothing deep. Like, we didn't argue over that. It was nothing deep. It was just like, oh, that's irritating. And I know there were things, you know, that I did that irritated him because we had never lived together. And this was actually my first time living, um, you know, with the man. <clears throat> so, like I said, I lived. With my mom, the only roommates I had were those roommates um, in undergrad. So, but it was good. Like, it was good. It was just um, another change, you know? So, it was the new church. It was the marriage. It was leaving home. And then, three months after we uh, got married, I conceived my, uh, you know, first child. And um, I was really excited. Like, I wanted to get pregnant day one. 
but <laughs> I was so excited. We were happy. Um, but you know, as that pregnancy went along, it, of course it became very uncomfortable. And my first pregnancy was the hardest on me. So I was pregnant, uh, a second time after my first baby charity with twins and I miscarried. So I didn't get the full, like the full experience of that. Um, and you know, my third pregnancy is my second daughter, Grace. And that was, now listen, that was very graceful. Like toward the end, she was heavy, it was rough. But just the time with being pregnant with her compared to the firstborn charity, oh my God, it was totally different. So just being pregnant was another change. And I was just so uncomfortable all the time and my body stretching. And I would have these hunger pains out of this world. I'm like, what is the problem? Why is this baby always hungry? Like it was to the point I would be, it would be like midnight and my stomach would wake me up and I would have these intense hunger pains, but I would not want to eat. And then what I would eat, I just wouldn't even have a taste for anything sometimes in the middle of the night. So I would just maybe eat like a fruit cup or just something to try to take the edge off. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. I was, man, I was miserable. Um, and, um, but so early stage of pregnancy before like all these symptoms start kicking in, I had got a new job offer. So I wasn't going to take the job because I'm like, oh, I'm leaving my first, you know, professional job. And it, it was just comfortable. Like the, just the atmosphere, the work was intense, but um, I had built up such uh, beautiful friendships and sisterhood, a sisterhood with uh, some of the women there. So I'm like, no, I can't leave. Um, but I ended up leaving because this was a greater opportunity. Um, it was more money and I really just needed to, you know, expand and grow, build up, really build up my resume, my professional, professional experience. So it was really good for me. And it was good because this, the, my, uh, prior job gave me more of the confidence I needed to do what I'm doing now. So I thank God for opening up that door. But again, that new job was a change and I met some pretty cool people. Some people I still keep in contact with. Um, but it was, sometimes I still felt pretty, um, pretty down because I didn't connect and create the relationships I had, like with my sisters from my first uh, professional job. So that was very, very different. It was like, man, I, sometimes I really felt alone, you know, um, I'd have, I had this big sister at my first job, like, you know who you are. She is something else, but I loved her and she had my back and you know she was she was like the big sister of the of the crew and she had she was something else though y'all but she had my back and that really hurt me like when i knew me and her we would no longer be together working it was like oh man like who's gonna help me with this pregnancy like i just couldn't wait to get pregnant and just have my big sister and you know i mean but i started this new job and the Lord opened that door and it was like, you better go while the door is open. Because I knew if I stayed, I would be miserable as well if I stayed. So this was a good thing, but it was another change. So, uh, you know, time went on, those months of pregnancy, you know, I was still happily married. But I was just oh, so uncomfortable with being pregnant and just so irritated. You know, some people said I was mean. Um, I don't really. 
really know if I was mean, but I was a little bit more agitated than normal. Um, I will say that. I don't, but my best friend said I was mean. She always say that. That's, you know, that's very intense. I really don't know if I was mean. But um, it was just rough. That was just really a rough time. So then, um, you know, the nine months had came. And I remember uh, at our uh, uh, current church, we were getting ready for a gala. And I was pregnant. I was real pregnant. Like, I was, yeah, really close. I think I was due maybe three weeks out. Yep, I was due three weeks out. So I was getting ready for the gala. Uh, or I had woke up that morning, that gala was that evening, it was a Friday, and you know, me and James, we got ready, we went to work, um, it was a beautiful day, uh, I had plans to get off work, get my nails, toes done, my hair done, my eyebrows arched, you know, I was really gonna get myself together, I was gonna be real cute, as cute as I can with this baby, um, in my stomach, and... It was about, I believe it was about 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm at work. I'm getting ready to meet with a new family. I'm like, okay, I got intakes to do. I'm going to meet this new family. Hopefully it works out. Um, and I was like, well, let me take this call. This is my husband calling me. And he called me and he said, they let me go. And I'm in my mind, I'm like, <laughs> I know I just didn't hear this. Like, what he mean? Like, let you go, let you go to lunch early? Like trying to figure this thing out so i'm like what you mean they let you go he kind of get irritated. he like they let me go they fired me i started crying so hard you would have thought he called you would have thought he would have called me and told me somebody passed that's how hard and immediately i cried once he clarified that thing i mean i was like ah! like it was really intense like oh my gosh like when i think about it i'm like whoa i went hard like, it was so intense. Uh, my two co-workers were there that morning. The one came in. She was kind of like, if you will. Um, I don't want to call her the mother. <laughs> I don't want to call her the mother of the group because I don't want her to feel like I'm making her old. But she kind of was that. Like, she was, you know, she had maybe about 15 years on me and she had been married for 20 plus years you know had three kids one was in college so you know she had a little experience so she came she was very like listen she was motherly she jumped up came in there she's looking she's like what's going on and you know what's you know and i'm just like i turned around i'm crying i think i, I, think I hung up on him. he hung up on me i don't know what happened to that phone call so i turned around looked at her and i'm just crying i'm like he got fired. He lost his job. And uh, the other co-worker, she was an intern. She's looking at me and she's just looking like, oh my God, like, what do you need me to do? And I'm looking at her like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do. And um, and I'm just thinking, I got an intake. I got to meet with the family. So, you know, kind of the mom of the mother of the group, she's like, um, she's like, you know, just go get yourself together and then try, you know, then you come back and see if you're able to, you know, meet with this family. I'm like, okay, so I go to the bathroom. Like, my eyes are red and puffy. Like, I looked horrible. And I'm like, I'm crying more because I look horrible. And I'm like, I cannot meet with this family, provide counseling. And I'm looking at how mess clearly look like my life has fallen apart. It, it was clear. And I'm like, I just... <laughs> I didn't want them to feel like, yeah, 
uh, you're not capable to help us with our, you know, with our problems, with our issues. Um, because that's real. You know, you want to be confident in the person you're trusted with, you know, your concerns, your secrets, even with your children. I was working with the family, but the child would have been my client. So I was like, um, yeah, I'm not going to do it. So I informed my supervisor. She's like, yeah, you know, go ahead and take the rest of the day off if you need to. So I got up out of there. I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead. Because I was like thinking I was going to go home, just rest and cry. But I was like, you know what? We got together tonight. I'm trying to enjoy this night. I'm going to go get my nails um, and toes done. My eyebrows, my hair done like I had planned to. I'm going to go to the gala. So I went ahead to the nail shop and uh, started, you know, I got my nails done, got my pedicure. And I needed to get my eyebrows arched, but I had a doctor's appointment. So I told the uh, guy, I was like, look, I'll be back to get my eyebrows arched. He's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm coming back. I got a thing tonight. I was like, but I have to go to the doctor to uh, get my, you know, baby checked out. You know, the last, pretty much the last few weeks you go every week or the last month, something like that. So I was in that point where I went um, every week. So I went to the doctor. And by this time, like, my arms had got really big. So when they would put, like, that blood pressure thing or, like, sling on me, I needed the extra large one because my arm was big. But this one, um, this one very young nurse, she always put, like, the medium one on me, the one that we started out with. But it was like, and I didn't say nothing. I'd just be quiet, just sitting there quiet. I wish I would have opened my mouth and said something when she attempted to put that thing on. But every time I would let her do it during the last few weeks, um, last few appointments, and it would hurt and I would, and then it would throw my blood pressure off. And I knew that's what it was because another nurse who seemed a little bit more experienced would come behind her, look at me, know to get the bigger one, and my blood pressure would be normal, would be healthy. But they would still have to report both of the numbers to my doctor so that day that i came there that last time he was like yeah i'm concerned because your blood pressure has been high the last two or three weeks something like that and i said well you know it was because of the wrong size blood pressure sling he's like well yeah i i know that but i just want to be sure i just don't want to take any chances so he's like uh, we're gonna have to do an induction i'm like what so I'm crying, like crying my eyes out. I'm telling him, my husband was just fired. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm just crying. And I'm like, okay. I stopped crying. I said, okay, so you want to schedule this for the weekend? I have something to do tonight. He was like, no, I want to schedule this for today. I'm crying again. I'm like, oh, no. He looking so pitiful. Like, I don't know what to say. But he was really nice and young. He was a young doctor, too. Uh, I think I was, I don't know. He, I was maybe, I don't want to say his fifth patient maybe his tenth patient uh i don't know why i went with him i guess i wanted to give him a chance y'all because i was a young professional yeah okay and just know i didn't do that the second time um no disrespect to my young physicians out there but listen that was very traumatic for me this experience so we ended up going to the hospital and i was in the hospital for three days it was horrible man i really messed some mean medical staff you know it was just horrible, y'all. And I had one good nurse who was there when I first got there. And then she was there uh, during delivery. And I was just so grateful for her. 
but just some of them other nurses and medical stuff, they were horrible. It was just a horrible experience to the point where I felt defeated. Where I didn't even open up my mouth to just let the person know how, I, let these staff, medical staff know how I felt. It was just bad. Uh, I remember just crying and weeping. And I remember my friend had called me, her and her husband. And I was done taking calls, but I just felt like I was going to, I needed to take her call. I just really knew the Lord had something, had something to tell me through her. So I took her call and she just asked how I was doing. I'm telling her not good. I was just kind of telling her a little bit about how I've been getting, you know, how I was treated. And she just, you know, really began to really speak into my, uh, speak into my situation and encourage me. And she was asking about the baby's name, which the baby's name was Addison. And like, I had the letters and everything. I think I got rid of those letters maybe after she turned one or two. I don't know. Um, and she's like, I, and even just coming up with that name was a long process. She was like, I think the Lord, I believe, no, she said, I believe the Lord, the Lord wants you to change her name. And I'm like, oh, really? And I'm like, oh, but in my heart, I'm really like, yeah, I ain't changing nothing. And she's like, you know what it means? So I'm like, I had forgot the meaning. So we looked it up. James like, yeah, I don't like that meaning. I'm looking at him like, boy, don't start with me. And I'm like, what you mean you don't like it? And then, so it was just, I, everybody was getting on my nerves. And then she was just, she knew I was getting irritated. So, you know, she used wisdom. <laughs> and she was very careful with her words. But she just kept saying, I just really believe the Lord wants you to change her name. And he wants your husband to name her, name her and give her the God-given name that she's supposed to have. And that, you know, he's going to use her and just for ministry, all this stuff. So I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. But mm, I don't really feel like it. So she just um, began to pray. Her husband got on the phone. He prayed. And I'm just weeping now. The presence of God, manifest presence of the Lord was in the hospital room. And I'm just crying. And uh, oh my God, just the peace of the Lord was there. And uh, so we get off the phone. And I'm just thanking God. And, you know, we were just quiet. And we didn't talk about it. Like, I didn't say, hey, you going to change her name? It was kind of like, yeah, thank you, Lord. But I ain't changed her name still. So he ended up leaving out of, James ended up leaving the hospital room for probably about 20 minutes. Uh, he came back. We probably sat there. I don't, I can't really remember if it was 30 minutes, an hour. We had, we were just sitting there because we were just waiting. Like the induction, nothing was happening with the induction, like nothing. I knew at this point they were going to try to give me a C-section, but I had already planned in my mind, I'm leaving this hospital. Like I'm, I'm packing my bags, I'm getting my wraps and I'm bouncing like, no. You're not cutting on me. And um, so I'm just sitting there like, okay, Lord, I don't I don't know. You're going to let this baby come or do I need to start packing right now? So I looked at him. I said, did the Lord talk to you and tell you a name? Oh, I didn't mention. She, My friend said, when you give her her God-given name, speak to her. Speak to her in your belly. And your body is going to respond and you're going to deliver the baby. So even though all of that sounded good, still I was, mm -mm. but so, you know, he went away, he came back. I, we were sitting there for whatever, however long I said, okay, did you, um, did you talk to God? Did he talk to you? And he like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. What? Did he give you a name? He like, yeah, yeah. What? What's the name? We just like, we was just sitting there. I'm struggling. Like, what's the name? He, he was like, um, so I guess I was kind of mean, y'all, because I don't, 
talk to my husband like that normally. Like, mm-mm. I'm not down with that disrespecting your husband because he don't disrespect me. But I was real rude uh, <laughs> that day, that last day in the hospital. It was real rude. I was real rude. Or that last day before I had her because I had to stay after having her. So I said, what's the name? He said, Charity. I said, oh, now it's his friend. I said, oh my God, you know, I love, love. I love that name. You know, that name means love in Greek and that's in the Bible. He like, yeah, he laughed like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. And I'm looking like, yeah, if you know, why you ain't telling me. Huh? So I was like, oh my God, this is great. This is the Lord. Yay. So I started, I think he ended up falling asleep. It was on the, uh, I think it was on the Sunday. Cause I think I was that morning I was watching different messages trying to get my get my mind right. So I'm speaking, but I had turned that TV off. That was not working. So I'm speaking, I'm praying, talking to the Lord, and I just start speaking to the baby. And I'm like, come on, charity. We want you to come out. I know this is your name. I know the Lord spoke to Daddy. Come on out. Come on out, Charity. We've been waiting for you. Now we ain't cut you out. You better come on out. And uh, so in comes the nurse who had been there since day one. And I, we were just so happy to see each other. I was like, oh, my God. She like, girl, you still here, girl? I'm like, yes. She like, uh-uh, come on, get on up. The doctor wants you to get up. Come on. She said, come on, we got to take all this stuff off you. We going to let you walk around. Come on, freshen up. So I'm getting up, about to brush my teeth, take a shower. I'm like, ooh, yes, I could be clean when I deliver this baby. And... Uh, I'm up brushing my teeth. So in between me praying to God and talking to the baby and then getting up, brushing my teeth when she came in, it was about maybe a 20 minute period. Now that I do remember. And while I'm standing there brushing my teeth, liquid started coming out of me. And I'm like, what in the world? Am I using the bathroom myself? I said to myself, not no good in the world I ain't using the bathroom myself. I said, oh my gosh. I'm like, babe, come here. So he came, he saw, he like, ugh. I'm like, oh my God, my water broke, yay. And I'm thanking God, and he happy, you know, he discussed it. And I called, you know, we did the thing, to press the button or whatever, we call a nurse, she's happy. We all happy. So then the process started, amen, we delivered uh, a few hours later. But we were just so happy, like we had built up all this anticipation within these nine months, and especially within these three days of just waiting to have her. So once my mom and my mom and my mom and mother-in-law were there. So once you know everybody left and you know, we the baby was cleaned up, they put us in our new room. It was about maybe it was nighttime. I can't remember if it was nine or eleven. And um uh James was finally asleep, the baby was asleep. It was just very quiet, very quiet. And I remember um looking at the baby and I said, hmm. I said, okay, she's here. I said, I said, well, what are we going to do with her now? What now? She here. This is what we've been waiting for. She here. And I was just sitting, laying in that bed thinking, I don't know what to do with her. Like, this is what I wanted. It was cute in theory, but I have a little person I really have to be responsible for for the rest of my life. And, yeah, I don't know what to do with her. So I just got really sad, y'all. And it's time, you know, we left the hospital when she was healthy. And, whew, 
you know, James was still without a job and I was off on short-term disability. So, you know, glory be to God, we were, we were really making it by God is really our source, y'all. Like, man, it was rough. I'm gonna be honest. It was rough, but we were making it. Um, but just even, you know, I went back to work and God blessed him. Uh, I think the baby was about three months when he started working again. And it was, you know, financially, we were all right, really. And it was just hard to see emotionally. It's like I really was suffering in silence. Like James knew I was suffering, but he really didn't know to, like the magnitude of my suffering. Like I was really depressed and really sad. and really, I was just miserable. Like it was, I really didn't have the grace in that moment for my baby. Like it was just so hard. Like it was like, oh my God, this is not fun. Like I remember my niece having my niece being a teenager when she was born and just having her with me all the time, even as a younger daughter. And, and of course it was my niece, not, not, my, not my daughter. So I was like, listen, I was one of the fun aunties. So just having her, it was like, oh, it was going to be fun. We're going to do videos and we're going to make routines. and We're going to have fun and we're going to laugh. And it was just like, oh, she, she didn't like to sleep. Even as a baby, she still don't like to sleep y'all at night. It was like, oh my gosh, she never wanted to go to sleep. She wanted to stay up. Oh my gosh, she cried so much. It was like, what are you crying about now? It was just very, like, James loved it. Like, he was like, oh yeah. Even now, he was like, yeah, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, it was. Like, for me, it wasn't for him. But really, it was really a misery for me. Like, and even just with all the changes I've ex I had experienced during that season, didn't make it no better. These were good changes. Like, sure, okay, you went to a new church, a new opportunity, meet new people, meet new people in the in the kingdom of God. It's just not about one church. That ain't God. So it was a greater opportunity to meet new people, connect ministries, right? Um, I'm married. I always wanted this. This is a beautiful thing. He's a great guy. He still is. Uh, I left home. Always wanted to. It was time to leave. Um, got pregnant. You know, the Lord blessed the fruit of my womb. I was able to conceive. Glory be to God, right? I got a new job, new money, greater opportunity, meet new people again. Um, and, you know, I had the baby. Thank you, Lord. You know, she was healthy. Um, I had her naturally. And, but it was just still so much change in a short uh, amount of time that I just thought I was ready for, but I really wasn't. And just through that process, I really went through like a toddler kicking and screaming. It was like really, it was very, it was a time of suffering for me, a time where I had to learn to how to endure and persevere. But I didn't want to. Um, I wasn't willing during that season, nor those first, I would say it was the first three years um, with, I feel like things began to change right before I got pregnant with grace and just during the first maybe three years it was just really hard like it was like this is not fun i think even after i had grace it was like the lord gave me for sure it was different uh it was easier but even still then i didn't want to hold nobody else's kids like i didn't hold my goddaughter for a long time uh her my goddaughter is maybe six months or five months younger than grace so Again, it was easier, but it was still like, it was, it, it just still was a lot for me. But just during the first three years of charity life, like, it was just hard. Like, there were moments, of course, where it was like, oh, this is fun. This is great. 
But for the most part, it really was a misery. And it's really sad that it was. It was to the point where the Lord told me, because I would always say, always tell people, you better wait. And sure, people should wait and get to know their husband. But some people, you know, that's not a part of their journey. They're going to get pregnant quick like how I did. Some people would get pregnant on their honeymoon. But the Lord told, cause I would say, wait, but then I was right behind it. I would say, man, I wish I would have waited. I said, just like that. I should not, I should have had, I shouldn't have, should not have had this baby so soon. The Lord finally told me, stop saying that. So now I don't say that because me continue to say that my daughter is getting older and older. And if she hears that, she's going to internalize that and just be like, oh, I, I was a mistake. My mama didn't want me. Now, she will hear my story of how it was challenging and what I had to overcome. But I wanted to be from a place of victory. When I would say it before, it was from a place of still misery and defeat. So anyway, just during that season, you know, I didn't really allow the Lord to make and shape me. Like, you know, I would have moments where it's like, okay, Lord, I'm with you. I'm going to listen. But just overall, during the, for sure, during the first three years, I just really didn't let God be God. I didn't let him. He, he gave me the baby. He gave me what I wanted. He answered my prayers. I just didn't realize how, you know, I would need his grace to sustain it, to endure it, to go through it, to be able to enjoy these beautiful blessings that he gave me. He honored my prayers. But here I was complaining and upset and irritated with God a little bit um, because I just I couldn't enjoy it fully because I didn't receive his grace. And I'm grateful for the experience now, but I wish I would have went through more gracefully um, because he had already given me his grace. I just hadn't received it. I just didn't recognize it was there for me. I mean, the Bible clearly states his grace is sufficient for you. In weakness, his strength is made perfect. He already knew my makeup. He's like, the Lord is my creator. So he knew this was coming. It, it didn't catch him by surprise. He knew, he know the end from the beginning. My story is already written. All of our stories are already written. So he knows, but I just didn't allow him to come in and be God and join me, you know, join me in what I was going through. So I just didn't go through right. I didn't humble myself, you know, and say, okay, Lord, I'm humbling myself, Lord. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to humble myself and I'm going to submit to you and I'm going to, you know, resist the devil and I'm going to let you be God. No, I was giving in to the devil. It was like, I'm miserable. So I'm, I'm going to complain. I'm going to murmur. I'm going to keep complaining like I complained so much it wasn't until after I think it was after I had grace and uh with the and then with the I heard a few months before the pandemic maybe mm, was it about eight six eight months before the pandemic was, yeah about that time and it wasn't until the pandemic hit that I was like that pandemic really really brought me brought that humility that pandemic brought me to my knees because it was like oh god i need you like people are dying people are getting sick you know anytime me and my family can get sick because we still got to go out we still got to shop like this little mask ain't gonna protect me not for real um so i i just humbled myself and it was like when i just finally humbled myself finally after all these years like when I surrendered, it was like a surrendering that came. And it was like, Lord, I now I see it's you I really need. 
And when I said yes, Lord, to that, it was like a whole nother season of suffering came behind that. I mean, it was a suffering. Um, and, oh, God. Like, even my marriage, we were good. But, it, like, me and my husband, we started to get on each other's nerves during the pandemic. And, and I, you know, we could say because we was at home more. Like, I was already at home. Like, I was off work after I had the baby. And he was off for a little bit. But he's been off before, but, like, when he was out without a job. But I don't, it was that, like, we just got on each other's nerves. Like, we didn't argue or you know, disrespect each other, but it was just still like, okay, ooh, all right, now, this is the first time we really, you know, really start really going through in our marriage. I can't even tell you what really it was about. Like, we had the same, we didn't even argue, y'all. Like, we had the same disagreement. And really, it was just a misunderstanding. I, it was the same situation. I can't even really pinpoint it, but it was the same situation that we viewed differently from our perspectives. And it was like we wanted the same thing, but we saw it differently. It was really weird. And even in that, it was a humbling because it was like, y'all really saying the same thing now. Who's going to humble down? And I felt like he humbled down more than, he humbled down more than I did. But in that, it was like, no, I'm going to let God be God. And I'm going to humble myself and I'm going to pray about it. Because I tell the Lord on my husband when I feel like um, just things are, we have misunderstandings or things Things aren't where, where I want them to be. And, you know, the Lord are hearkening. And the Lord did with me too. Like, right? It ain't just, oh, I'm telling him the Lord is getting me together in the process. And, but, like, just during that season, it was just like, oh, man. Like, oh, man. Like, you know, we got this new baby. And it was, again, it was life too. Like, we had a new baby. We had the toddler. Uh, we had the pandemic. People are dying. People are grieving. Um, we don't know what's going to come. So it was just all of that, you know, that added to just the mix. Um, but it was, I, I humbled myself. Like, it was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to let you be God. And boy, was it some suffering. And um, I just remember the Lord, I would seek, just in that season, I would really seek the Lord again. I was really in his word. And he would really deal with me and speak to me. He would really be my peace. And he would really comfort me, y'all, like, man. Oh, when you really, 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 really humble yourself and submit yourself to the Lord, he really can come in and be the God of all comforts. The Father really will come in. He really will. The Holy Spirit really can do his job. He's the comforter. He'll come in and make you feel good. But he also is coming in to strengthen you in what you got to go through. So, yeah, you're going to feel good, but he's going to give you that strength so you can be that strong soldier and battle through. So he came in. And there is a scripture um, that I do want to read in 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 5. And this, this is the King James, King James Version. I really like how this one reads. And it says, Bless, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of of all comfort. Let me read that again. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction 
with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted, comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. So he's comforting us so that we can comfort others. So we can say, yeah, I've been through what you've been through. Or I maybe not have necessarily been through what you've been through. But when I went through this hardship in my life, the Lord comforted me and he's able to do it for you. You know, he's no, you know, the Bible says in King James, he's no respecter of persons. Like he ain't looking at, I'm not no better than you. We on the same playing field. You know, he loves you just as much as he loves me. And he will comfort you in your situation. But in order to be comforted, you have to let him in. The Bible says he's near unto the brokenhearted, but you have to let him in. If you don't let him in, then he's like, okay, like he, you know, he's going to, he will really be as much God in your life as you allow him to. He's God anyway. He's all the God he is. He's ever been the God he will be. You know, he's the same guy yesterday, today, forevermore. Yes. But it's how much you would truly let him in. So in just that season, I just really thank God because it was like I came to myself, like kind of like the prodigal son. And it was like, no, I need him because it's some crazy stuff going on in this world. And I'm not clearly I'm not I'm not going to make it. My family is not going to make it without him. So even now, I just thank God just how um, just even it was just so symbolic how we named the baby Grace. Uh, and just how, um, this is our fifth year of marriage and five represents grace and it's a little deeper, but that's like the basic definition. But I just want to encourage, um, you all who are listening just many times, you know, sometimes we may kick God out of our lives. We may kick God out of our situations, you know, depending on the severity of the suffering, like the severity of the problem, we may kick him out. And we like, God, why did you allow this to happen? This is too much. Like, you know, especially like if we lost somebody or just whatever the case may be. Or we may kick God out if it's the suffering has been for too long. If it's like, oh, Lord, when is my change going to come? This is too much. This is too long, Lord. When is this going to be over? And we kick him out. And we, we may not even realize that, that we're kicking him out. But we're kicking him out when we don't let him be God. It's like. We have to really let God be God. And we have to be honest with him and say, Lord, this is too much. This is overwhelming. I can't, I can't take this. And it's like, yeah, you really can't take it. That's why you have to let God be God. You know, he know we're human. He created us. We're mortals. We're mere mortals. And, you know, the Bible, like I said, it says in weakness, his strength is made perfect. So, when we realize, okay, we're at the end of our rope. Okay, it's time for the Lord to really, really be him and do what he going to do. And in those situations, you know, it's those situations where you're like, man, I don't know how I made it through. Or somebody may say, wow, I remember that. I really don't know how you made it through. Right. You shouldn't have made it through. It was God who literally kept you, who strengthened your mind, strengthened your body, strengthened, you know, just your will to get through. So I just encourage Anyone and everyone who's listening um, to just really let God, let God be God. Really know and believe he truly is. I mean, he is the God of all comfort. I mean, all even the best comfort. You know, I'm a therapist. 
the best form of therapy, the best breathing exercise. Look, y'all, don't none of that compare to the Lord. He's the God of all comfort. So whatever you're going through, he can come into that situation and he can comfort you. He can give you peace. Literally, he can give you peace in the middle of the storm. He can give you peace where where your mind is racing. You don't know how you're going to make it out. You don't know how you're going to make your next move. But he can give you peace. And in that peace, he'll provide you with the answer. So let's stop here. Um, I really hope you all been encouraged on today. I really hope you really do hold on to God and um, really do know and believe his grace is really enough. Like God is enough. Um, we just have to get more of him. If we get more of him, we'll really be okay. Um, let's make sure we continue to grow in God. Let's get more of him than we had the day before. For sure, let's get more of him than we had last year. So I just thank you all for listening. I really look forward to talking with you all next week. Again, I hope you were encouraged. Please remember to like, share, subscribe. But be blessed. God bless you. I love you. Love, Sunita.